0: Welcome to Fresh Off the Set. I'm Carrie Hawker-Diaz.
1: And I'm David Osmond.
2: And I'm Alora Murray. Thank you so much for listening wherever you may be.
0: My yes. mom's probably
1: listening. My mom started what, listening to the podcast. What's up? Hi, Mom. She's like, I, I hear you talk about this and I actually listened in and <laughs> it's really cool. It's awesome. <laughs> we so love So we're it. glad that you're listening. You
0: guys. <laughs> yes, hello, David's mom. Okay, so if you're sitting at home thinking, I've always wanted to start a business, but I'm kind of thinking, what if I fail? You know, I'm afraid of what other people think. We really dive into... What it is to be in our own heads. What it is to be thinking about others' opinions, and to just you know get that out of our way and continue progressing and starting a business. Because often it's us. Oh,
2: absolutely. And you interview um, Andrea. Um, at, forgive me. How do you say her last name? Libros. Andrea Libros, who is a small business owner. Um, I have a, a content consulting company, and I remember when I started that I, I was. I was afraid
1: to do that because of that fear of failure. And I have a couple of other ideas that I've always wanted to do. But I know that we shouldn't. We hear it all the time. We
2: say it to younger generations that you shouldn't care what people think and you shouldn't be afraid to fail. But it is so scary. And then you get in that circle and then you end up becoming you end up becoming what's blocking your own dreams yep. but it's it sounds so simple that it's you but it's so complicated to get it out of your bold, own way it is
1: daring it is scary yeah. and your lose sleep and to be an entrepreneur it is to be a serial entrepreneur. Mm. There is an addictive component to it because you feel this exhilaration, this high, and it is scary, but but the best advice too is to fail fast and to fail often mm-hmm. and to celebrate that. It's a win when you do because you learn so much from it. It'll make your business even that much stronger. And there's some great advice that I know she shares with you, Carrie, in this interview.
0: It is priceless. Honestly, this is one of my favorite podcasts that I've done. You learn so much from her on just how to get out of your own way.
1: And an, and an entrepreneurs, know? like there's like a wink and a smile. You just understand each other quickly. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know what it's like, how am I going to make payroll? How, how am I going to take care of this challenge? I mean, you have so much on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's a daring, bold venture, but but it's so rewarding. It's so well.
0: rewarding. And if you're thinking those things, you're not alone. She talks about how common this is mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. very successful entrepreneurs yes. that they still think this way. So uh, it's, it's a really good one. Should we get a listen? Let's Can't do it. Wait. I am so excited to chat with Andrea Libros today, small business owner. Andrea, thank you so much for chatting with me.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Okay, first, tell us a little bit about who you are and what your business is.
2: Yes. So I am a small business owner myself. I have a coaching practice where I work with entrepreneurial women all over the world who are really wanting to up their game. And most of the women I work with have established businesses, but they're ready to take that to the next level. And I always say it just takes two things, mindset and systems. So I help them put that secret sauce together and move into that next level.
0: Oh, very cool. Yes, it definitely is a secret sauce. And we're excited to dive into this a little bit more. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about the three fears that all women face in business, because we all have those fears, right? Let's talk about the first fear.
2: Sure. And I think actually, to be honest, all women face these, whether you own a business or not, we're all, we're all feeling these. Um, So they, they fall into three major categories. The first of which I like to say is fear of the unknown. So when you fear the unknown, what you're really fearing is your capability to react to new events. You don't have the confidence in yourself that you're going to be able to handle things no matter what. And this can show up in a couple different ways. Okay. The first way is I like to say fear of uncertainty. Mm. So when you run a business, even when you're running your household, we all love it when we can control everything that's going to happen. <laughs> but that doesn't <laughs> that's not the case, right? We right. can't do that. So we start to fear what we don't know, and what we don't know kind of becomes I like to say this big blank space of impending catastrophe and a lot of times we start to focus on that unknown and it grows and it takes over. And then suddenly we don't know anything at all. We don't know how to plan anything. (laughs) And, um, and we really just, we catastrophize. So that's what I call fear of uncertainty. And then when that's happening or, or as you're thinking about what potentially could happen, something's going to change, right? You know, something's going to change, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, something's going to change. So Mm, just like fear mm -hmm. of uncertainty There's this fear of change, which also is unknown, and you're taking a risk, and the result of that risk is unknown, and then what if this actually worked, or what if everything went really well? That would be kind of of like fear of success, and that too, though, is unknown because you probably haven't experienced it before. So all of those things really make up what I call fear of unknown.
0: Oh, it's so true. Once you step out of that unknown, it can be so scary, right? But step out of that comfort zone, it's so liberating, and you just feel so good when you actually do, but it is so scary. It is. Okay. Let's talk about the second fear.
2: The second fear is really another kind of confidence issue, but it revolves around judgment or feelings, and I call it fear of failing. So these feelings are not going to be so great if we fail Mm -hmm. and the fear of failing is really just us fearing that we're not going to be good enough or we're going to be seen as not good enough, either one. And if we're not good enough or we're seen as not good enough, both of those in our own brains are judgments and we've failed. So, those are two fear of failures. The other is letting others down. So if we let other people down, especially our families or our colleagues or people we've hired, that's a fail, right? And whether mm-hmm. that's really true or not, they're let down. We can make up stories in our heads to think they are. And we, we, if we let them down, if we're not there for them like we've maybe been in the past, that's a fail too. So the second big category is fear of failure.
0: Oh, it's so true. And we're often the ones in our way, you know, of ourselves feeling uh-huh. like I'm going to fail myself, so I'm not going to do anything because I don't want to have that feeling of, oh, I failed. So it's it's often ourselves, don't you think?
2: Yes, there've been studies on this too. Um according to one study I think by Global Entrepreneurship Monitor, they surveyed individuals globally who had good opportunities to start businesses in their local area, and up to 60%, depending on the area, they would not start a business due to their fear of failure. So that's very true.
0: Wow. That's a big one. Definitely. Okay. What is that third fear?
2: So the third fear segues very nicely into the last it's fear of lack. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we fear that we are not going to have enough of something and our two of our biggest resources are money and time. So a lot of times the fear is we're not going to have enough money and money really gives us power to do things in our businesses and in our lives. So what if we don't have enough? What if we don't make enough to support our family's needs? What if this we don't have enough to cover emergencies or cover payroll? So there is definitely a fear of not enough money. There also is a fear of not enough time. And sometimes the fear of not having enough time can be paralyzing. It mm-hmm. keeps us trying to It also keeps us in the state of constantly measuring what's the priority. And that's hard because we have a lot of competing priorities. And especially as women, we're wearing a lot of different hats. This kind of can go back to fear of letting others down. So not knowing if we're going to have enough time and not believing that we actually can create the time that we might need, that can stop people in their tracks and be very paralyzing.
0: Mm, These are all very valid, very true. Andrea, how do we overcome these fears?
2: Well, here's the good news. Here is the good news. Yay. (laughs) Yes. The good news is that these fears are really just, they're feelings, right? Fear is a feeling. And a feeling is created by whatever we're thinking. So thoughts trigger how we feel, which then that feeling triggers what we do or don't do, how we act or react or don't act at all. So the good news here is that our thoughts are truly just choices. So we get to choose whatever we want to whatever we want to think. So I love my analogy of this is you're at an event and there's a waiter walking around with a tray of hors d'oeuvres and he comes up to you and he says, take one and you look down on this tray like, hmm, should I have the spinach square or the bruschetta or the shrimp mm-hmm. you get to choose. Mm-hmm. And that tray is just like a tray of thoughts. You can choose. So if you want to choose that people are not going to think you're good enough and kind of go into that fear spiral, okay, but is that really serving you? Is that useful? Is that moving you in the direction that you want to go? Answer 9 times out of 10 is no. So what could we think instead? What thought could we choose instead? And there's lots of things we could think. We could think, I am out there to help them have better lives. I am, I know exactly what I'm doing. How could they ever think? I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) So there's lots of choices. So I think the good news here is we can manage the fear. It's not going to go away completely, right? That's, That's not, that we're human, but we can manage it by managing our thoughts.
0: Oh, that's so, so good. Just putting yeah. like, the fears into f- the, their feelings and we have choices after that. That's so yeah. good.
2: And then, you know, then there's really like there's the you can have a plan, right? That's oh, everybody loves a plan. Yes. <laughs> and that helps, too. Um, we can also create some systems around how we might want to get things done. That helps, too. But I like to say in that secret sauce, you, the systems are about 20 percent of the recipe And mindset or thoughts are about 80%.
0: Mm, That's big. Yes. Yeah, that's big. Yes, it is. Andrea, how can we not let our failures stick with us and haunt us for years to come? How can we do that?
2: That's a great question. So I love to say that the past can be a teacher, but it's not a fortune teller. Mm. So whatever happened in the past, okay, the past is the past but it doesn't have to predict what's going to happen moving forward. And going to talk to, I like to say, your past you, the things that happened to you in the past, usually isn't helpful in moving you forward. And even talking to your present you, like right now today, not necessarily always helpful because present you maybe, well, it has definitely not experienced what's going to happen in the future. Mm -hmm. So you really have to kind of Access what I call your future you. You have to you have to envision this person a year, three years, five years from now, who is um, you know leading the life they want to lead, has a business that's profitable and successful, whatever that might be for you. It could even be like getting your kids you know I graduated from high school <laughs> and off to college, right? Whatever that is, you gotta you have to go to that future you and ask her, hey, knowing what you know. And knowing that we've been successful here, what do you think I should do today? And that future you is going to have a way better answer than the past you. The past you has a lot of baggage, no matter what Mm -hmm. it is, good, bad, or indifferent. But future you doesn't. And future you is really full of thoughts that will serve you and that are useful.
0: That's a really powerful mindset to think about future you, not past you, future you. That's really, really cool. Okay, and you say that many... Women business owners end up ghosting themselves. What does that mean? Mm -hmm.
2: They, you know, when I am talking to a prospective client, and I often say that they're telling me what they would love to do, and I say, What's getting in the way? What's getting in the way of this? And they always say, Most of the time, and most of the time, they say, Me, Mm. I'm getting in the way. I'm not showing up for myself. I'm stuck in the past. I'm worrying too much about what could happen, and not giving equal airtime to all the amazing things that will happen. So, they—they they, what I have to say is, like, you're not showing up for yourself. You're not right—not um, not even rising to the occasion. You're just not putting your best foot forward because you're stuck in. What right now seems actually very comfortable. Fear can be a comforting spot.
1: <laughs> like mm-hmm. just kind of
2: like overwhelm is a comforting spot. Like we all get, can be stuck in our, I call it like you're wearing the busy badge. You know, how are you off oh, been so busy? Mm-hmm. Like that's you just being <laughs> stuck in this existing spot, which is kind of comforting, even though it's busy or kind of comforting, even though it's scary. Sure. So we then start to not show up for ourselves in the way that we want to, in the way that we're, you know, looking into the future, who we want to be. So this is, I think that's almost the number one thing that I see most when I start to work with someone who has that, I call it like the inner nudge. Mm -hmm. They know other things are out there um, for whatever reason, either they've been quieting it themselves or other people have been quieting it for them, but they've got that inner nudge and, the inner nudge wants to, wants to move them forward, wants to propel, and it just needs a little help.
0: (laughs) It just needs a little, yeah, it's, (laughs) it's scared. Andrea, how can we, how can we avoid that? What can we do?
2: Well, I, there is a couple things. Um, I love to use the acronym trust, T-R-U-S-T. I, I like to say we need to think bigger and being a big thinker, what that really means is five things. Number one, T. You you give yourself these thought options, like we just talked about. R stands for you figure out what the real problem is, and the real problem, nine times out of nine times out of ten, is just a feeling, a negative feeling that you don't want to experience, mm. like fear. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have to you have to recognize that. Um, U stands for uncertainty. You've got to embrace that uncertainty. You've got to be okay with not knowing or being fully in control. S stands for securing support. And I think this is the number one thing you can do. The number one thing you can do is create a support system, a support team. Like When we're kids, we find comfort in stuffed animals in a pacifier. We've got something to soothe us and comfort us.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: Right? Kind of take quell the anxiety. But we're adults, like we're not walking around with stuffed (laughs) animals or security blankets. So but we still need that. That's like a human that's a human need. So securing support for adults is really the support is other humans, other people. So who is your support team. Who, who makes up that team? Now, a lot of times women will especially tell me, oh, my partner, my spouse, my sister, my mom, whatever it is. But I've found that they're providing one kind of support. But if you're owning a business, you need another kind of support. You need another kind of support that's going to um, push you a little bit, tell you the truth, challenge you, kind of get you out of your own way. Right. Like mm-hmm. you're stuck in your own little peanut butter jar, like I like to say, <laughs> you're in your own <laughs> peanut butter jar and you're stuck in there and it's super sticky. And when you're in there, you can't get out. You can't even read the label to find out what's happening outside of you. So the S in trust stands for securing support. And then the last thing that we can do to help us move through this and think bigger is take action. Mm. Right. What, what's the next best step? It doesn't have, we don't have to know all the steps. We don't even have to know exactly where we're going. It just needs to be like a fuzzy picture on the wall, or you need to plug into the GPS, the name of a major city. You don't need to know the exact address. (laughs) You type in the major city, you're going to start going in the right direction. We just need to know the next best step. So how do you move past this? You need to think bigger and thinking bigger really involves trusting.
0: That's good. I wrote that down for my notes. That's good, really good. good. That's that's awesome. And actually, t- when you mentioned that last one, take action. That leads into my next question. A lot of us avoid getting started, you know, and we're just so scared because, yeah. like you were saying, we don't know the full address. We don't know, you know, how can yeah. we avoid getting like spooked into starting our new business and getting that off the ground?
2: So I think um, there is, like, if you think of a haunted house, okay. Um, there are a lot of people that love haunted houses, mm-hmm. right? There's some people that don't, but there they wouldn't be in existence if people didn't like them. We love them so, here
0: in Utah. Utah, we love our haunted yes. houses.
2: Okay, all right. So there's a thrill in actually not knowing, mm. right? There is a thrill in that. There is something we like that little part of us to be triggered for short periods of time, okay? So when you think of that next best step, it's just a short little step. And if you can kind of move into that fear just for a short amount of time to take that next best step, you're going to be then able to take the next, next step and recognize that you're going to survive. Right? Mm. So we can do fear. We can do spooky. We can do unpredictable, (laughs) right? We can do it. Like you have evidence that you can do it if you've been in a haunted house. So Honestly, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Now you might say, okay, yeah, but owning a business, starting a business, I mean, there's a way more risk in that than walking through the haunted house. Yeah. But not really. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? What's the worst thing that can happen? Um, you could say, oh, the business fails. Well, I don't, I'm a big believer that there's no such thing as failing. It's either winning or learning.
0: Or learning, right. Right?
2: So mm-hmm. maybe you learned that your idea isn't going to work in the way you thought it would or you learned that you need to switch something up in order to make this more profitable, for example. But the worst thing that can happen is probably or is not even probably is definitely not worse than you not starting at all.
0: That's a good point. So,
2: right, you've got to give equal opportunity, <laughs> You're gonna be an equal opportunity employer for yourself. And this is going to be Amazing and successful, and do better than I can even imagine. You've got to give that equal, if not more, airtime and brain power than, oh my gosh, what if it doesn't? Mm. So, getting businesses off the ground is just you being willing to feel that haunted house fear feeling in short increments over and over again. Mm. And that's you, you do know how to do that. Like, your brain knows how to do it. You've got to give it the option or the opportunity to do it.
0: Mic drop, Andrea. Just go for it. Just start. That's so good. This, Just is, start, right. this is such Just valuable start. information. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. And we're about to get our fresh five. I'm going to throw you on that. I'm going to ask you five questions really quick that we like to wrap up okay. with. our. Uh, they're fun that we like to do on our podcast. But if we want to follow you, Andrea, where can we go?
2: Um, You can go to any social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I am on all of those. The easiest way to find the links to all of those is to go to andreas with an s links with an s.com and that's going to give you links to all the social media. I have a podcast I have a podcast too and I just released a book called She Thinks Big. So you can find the link to that at andreas with an s links with an s.com too.
0: Doing all the big things, Andrea, you're amazing. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay, are you ready for the fresh 5? Yes. Okay. Number 1, it's brunch. Where are you going?
2: I live in Indianapolis. I am going to
0: Cafe Patichu. <laughs> what are you getting?
2: <laughs> I am getting what they call Hippie with the bends, which is an omelet that has feta and spinach in it.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I'm hungry. That sounds so good. That's really good. Okay, Andrea, are you East Coast or West Coast?
2: I am Midwest, but I am an East Coast girl at heart. I grew up in Boston.
0: Okay, I've Ooh. lived
2: in the Midwest for 20 years.
0: <laughs> love Boston. Love it. Okay. Do you prefer a movie or a book? Mm, that's a good question.
2: Um, a movie only if it's comedy or fun or even a drama, no, no people killing themselves, um, in <laughs> a book all the rest of the time. If someone's watching something like that, I don't want to watch. I'll read a book.
0: Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. You're on a plane going on vacation. Yes. Where are you going?
2: Oh, I am going someplace warm and tropical. If I'm going to relax, I'm going to a beach and having a drink with an umbrella in it.
0: Can I come with that? you? Yeah, <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yes. That sounds great. Okay, and last one, Andrea, your favorite holiday.
2: Oh, my favorite holiday. Um, I'm going to say this is you're not you don't get this too often. I'm going to say Flag Day, which is June 14th. That's my birthday. I love it. Oh, very cool. My mom used to say people put flags out for me. She wasn't, that wasn't the truth, but I believed it for a while.
0: And I believe it too. And I'm going to remember you on that day. That's very cool. Okay. Andrea, thank you so much for chatting um, with us. It's uh, great to get to know you a little bit better. We appreciate all this valuable information and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: And thank you for listening to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. Please rate, review and subscribe and we will see you next week.